Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Please take your seats quickly, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wimbledon Daily Catch-Up with The Passing Shot. Let's go. Joel here from The Passing Shot. How are you all doing? Hope you're all well. Um, I've just got back from Glastonbury. Absolutely fantastic trip. The weather was incredible. Made me kind of, at times, the temperature was almost like at being at the US Open, being at the Australian Open. It was, it was almost unbearable at times. Uh, and also because I was kept away from The Passing Shot, kept away from the tennis, uh, and I had to leave uh, Kim to to fly solo for our, our preview episode. Now, we're having a bit of a role reversal today because Kim is actually at Wimbledon at this very moment in the Wimbledon queue, waiting patiently um, for Rafael Nadal tomorrow. Um, so this episode, where we'll be recapping the key events from day one, uh, will be... Um, will be with myself and we'll hear from Kim as well, who will give us a bit of a, a fan eye perspective from the Wimbledon queue. So let's, let's cut to it. Some absolutely cracking matches today at Wimbledon in day one. A lot of shocks, a lot of surprises, uh, big seeds going out. We may have even seen history um, in the women's draw as well. You know, uh, almost like a, you know, you had to be there sort of moment. And I think we were going to start there because literally 15 minutes ago, I just kind of witnessed Corey Goff, American qualifier, 15 years old, against Venus Williams, uh, playing her in a, in a kind of dream match for her, playing her idol. She came through qualifying and she was the youngest player to qualify for the main draw since the Open Era began in 1968, which is absolutely uh, an incredible achievement in itself. But when that draw came out, Venus Williams, um, yeah, she had a chance to play her idol and she won. Um, I, I couldn't I couldn't believe what I, I was watching. You know, Corey, Coco, <laughs> whatever. She had played an absolutely fantastic game. You know, she's not, she's not going to have ever been on a court of that size before. You know, against a player of that calibre as well. Um, you know, obviously Venus, a... Uh, Grand Slam, multi-Grand Slam winner, plays very well on a grass court. Um, but yeah, Goff showed no signs of uh, showed no signs of being nervous or letting the situation intimidate her. I thought she was she was great, and she she played the big moments really well. And she didn't get 
she didn't get flustered she didn't get caught up in you know those pressure situations and and letting it let it get to her you know particularly in that second set when she was uh she was up a break and then venus williams broke back she didn't panic and uh yeah she went on to win the match in in straight sets so yeah a little bit little bit of history there and i feel kind of watching it and with the the commentators as well it, it was a match where we could be looking back on in you know in years to come to be like we this was the start of, of something of something special so we shall see It'll be interesting to see how far she can go. Um, but now let's just bask in this moment because we've got a new a new talent on the scene, 15 years old, incredible prospect. Yeah, um, I just, <laughs> the only thing I find is I think it's just a little bit sad that I think on commentary they were saying, I think because of her age, she's only limited to 50, uh, sorry, she's limited to five matches before uh, on the WTA tour. So it's almost kind of limiting her exposure, which I guess is good in the sense that, you know, she's still young, she still needs to learn and to develop. But, you know, with such an exciting prospect, I just want to see her play as much tennis as possible. Um, So, yeah, so that happened in the women's draw. Um, The other big shock, shall we say, also um, we had Naomi Osaka, who's won two of the last three Grand Slams out to Putin Saver. Um, and I, I say this is, I say this is shock. We obviously know that, you know, anyone who's been following Osaka has seen she's not been in the best run of form. She's lost her world number one ranking. Um, she's not had any momentum. She's lost all that confidence that kind of made her, you know, made her a Grand Slam champion. And it seems to be that, that Putin Saver, Putin Saver from, Kazakhstan seems to have her number, especially on a grass court. She beat her two weeks ago in Birmingham. Um, she also beat her in Hobart last year. And again, she beat her quite comfortably today in straight sets. And, you know, I, I can't say it was the, the biggest surprise. I just think, you know, you look at Osaka's body language. I think it, it just kind of, it just said it all really. All you needed to do was look at that that handshake at the end of the match, and you could just see that Osaka just wanted to get off the court as, as quick as possible. And you know, she obviously didn't want to be in that that press room either because uh, she, I, you know, looking at it, she got asked to uh, asked a question. You know, looking asking her to reflect on her last you know twelve months or so, and and it, she's kind of said to the you know someone at the side, you know, can I can I leave because I you know, I want to go. I want to go uh, cry in, in, you know, in a, in a private moment. So, you know, she's obviously very emotional and, you know, it's, it's sad to see because, you know, we've seen, you know, we've seen the best, I think we've seen the best from Osaka at Grand Slams. And now we're kind of almost seeing, you know, what she is like out of form. And, you know, we're all kind of wanting her to, to rediscover that form, but it's not just quite kind of, you know, clicking at the moment. So, um, I have no doubt, you know, going on to the the hard courts, particularly in the US, I think that will be a, you know, a save, almost like a saving grace for her. And, you know, uh, the sooner she gets back onto those hard courts, I think the better because, you know, she needs to move on. And I think a hard court is a, a good, a good place to, to start to find some form. Um, interestingly, 
the I think a, a bit has been made of the fact that uh, the with the men's seedings um, being done by the Wimbledon um, this Wimbledon formula that takes into account kind of past um, past uh, results at the, the championships. Well, the women don't do that, but it was just interesting because there's a, a few people on Twitter kind of saying that you know Osaka kind of hasn't really proven herself on a grass court. You know, she was um, she was the number I think she was the number two seed. Well, Kerber, who has got pedigree on a grass court, you know, would they have potentially switched round uh, between number two, number three seed? I don't know, but it, it may may have made a difference. Um, but certainly, I think you know, seeing Osaka on a grass court at the moment does make you think. You know, should the you know should the women be under the seedings formula like like the men? I don't know if any of our listeners have any any thoughts on that. Um, please feel free to get in touch on Twitter at PassingShotPod or drop us an email, PassingShotPod at gmail.com. Do you think the women should be un- under the same under the same uh, ranking seedings formula um, as, as the men? Um, so those were kind of two, I'd say, of the, the, the biggest uh, shocks on, on day one. We also had uh, Von Drausova, who was uh, Roland Garros' finalist, uh, she lost to Madison Brengel in in straight sets, kind of a, a surprise given you know her former uh, at Roland Garros. But um, I think she she picked up a hand injury hand injury in practice, which hampered her on court. So if you take that into account, perhaps not completely uh, surprising. We also had uh, Tom Janovic, uh, who defeated uh, quarter finalist from last year, Daria Kasatkina, six three six one. Again, not the biggest surprise. Kasatkina has not had a great 2019. I think she's going to drop out of the top 30 now, um, possibly even top 40, uh, depending on results. So, again, a few kind of shocks there of, of players who've done well in the past at Roland Garros, at Wimbledon, um, not quite um, living up to their um, the, living up to their seedings. Um, and yeah, we also had elsewhere. Simona Hallett came through. She actually opened the number one, uh, number one, now with added roof court. Um, interestingly, she said that she was she was nervous because um, she is um, she must be the go to player for for opening uh, for the opening matches because she opened the new Louis Armstrong court at the U.S. Open uh, last year, um, doing the same for Wimbledon, but for court one this year had a very uh, yeah a quite a tough opponent in. Um, Sazanovic, um but yeah, came through in straight sets and, and, and showed good fight actually, came back from 5-2 down in the second set uh, yeah, to win 6-4, 7-5. You might remember Sazanovic actually beat Kvitova uh, in round one last year at Wimbledon. So certainly a good victory for Hallett to start her um, campaign at Wimbledon. Um, in terms of British interest as well, we had Heather Watson uh, come through. Uh, which is great, great for Hev. Uh, I saw on on um, on the BBC Sport website they liked to to pull out one of her her serves. Actually, like was a table tennis serving that actually bounced before the net, then went over the net. It was pretty terrible. But um, regardless, yeah, great for Heather Watson to to get through to to round two, and let's hope she can she can go further. Uh, so that kind of wraps it up uh, for the women at the moment. Um, 
you know, there are other matches going on. I think Azarenka's on the court. I think she's a setup against Corne. Um, but again, I think we've covered the, the, the biggest shocks out there. Moving on to the men, we were not short of surprises either. I think the two biggest ones we had in terms of Alex Zverev and Stefanos Sissipas, the so-called leaders of the, the next generation, both out in round one. We had Sissipas lose to Thomas Fabiano in five sets, 6-4-3-6-6-4-6-7-6-4. And then we had uh, Alex Zverev, who we all know has these kind of, uh, has troubles when it comes to, to, to playing well, to playing to his ability at Grand Sam's, lost to the Czech qualifier, Yuri Vasily in four sets, 4-6-6-3-6-2-7-5. So, yeah, two of kind of the most exciting you know, prospects in the men's game out on the on the first Monday of Wimbledon. I don't think anyone was kind of particularly expecting to go out them to go out so early. You know, I think to give to give their opponents credit, Yuri Vasily is a decent grass court player. He's been to, I think he's been to the fourth round of Wimbledon before. Um, so you know, I, that is a kind of a tough matchup, I think, and. You know, Vasily came through qualifying as well, so he had some you know matches under his belt. Whereas Zverev, I think, only had kind of two victories going into going into the tournament. Um, I think he said in his press conference that you know he he was happy with his his level of tennis today, but his confidence was um, his confidence was, is so low at the moment. I think he said it was like it said it was uh, yeah it is my confidence is below zero right now. It was a kind of typical Grand Slam match for me, um, you know, not playing the important important moments well enough. So, you know, same old story for Zverev. And then, yes, yeah, Sissipas losing to Fabiano again. Fabiano has been in a bit of has been in a bit of form. Did well, I think, in Eastbourne uh, the other week, getting to the the semi-finals. So, uh, you know, Sissipas obviously showed more fight taking it to a fifth, but, you know, wasn't able to, to close it out. So Sispas and Zverev out. <laughs> Someone on, on Twitter kind of pulled out this kind of nice symmetry of uh, this, of the, of these two um, with them both losing in round one of Rosmarlin and, and Stuttgart on, on June 13th. Fast forward, June 21st, they both lost in the quarterfinals of Queens and Halle and Fast forward again to July 1st and they both lose uh, in the same round, um, round one at Wimbledon. So I don't know if there's some sort of uh, connection there, but uh, whenever they play on the same day, they seem to, they seem to, to both lose. So uh, I wonder if we'll see that continue. Um, just kind of uh, talking about the next gen, um, you know, it'd be rude not to talk about Felix Auger, Aliasim, who had a fantastic uh, event at Queens, 18 years old. Um, he was in a all Canadian affair against uh, Vasek Pospisil, who uh, he defeated in four sets. I think he lost the first set, but yeah, came through in four. Um, and actually, he became the first man born this century to win a Grand Slam main draw singles match. So um, yeah, so again, he's got a great serve, great athleticism, and I, I well, I, you know, I, I want to say now, I think he could get to the could get to the second week. He's a fantastic, fantastic prospect, and I'd love to see him grace 
centre court at, at some point over uh, over the tournament. Um, moving on, in terms of kind of the the, the bigger names on uh, in in terms of the seedings, we had Djokovic come through in straight sets against Cole Schreiber. Um, potentially a tricky opponent, but was able to kind of navigate that safely. Vavrinka as well came through in straight sets, and uh, as well as Rayonich, uh, also who who came through. You know, is Rayonich a dark horse? Not sure. It seems a bit. I thought it was a bit harsh. You know, him. He was out on on court fifteen. I think. You know, given that he was a um, you know a, a finalist at, at Wimbledon, I feel like you know. Maybe he he might be one of those players who kind of is is out on the on the outside courts, not on the you know on on the outside courts, not on centre and number one. Might just kind of sneakily, quietly, kind of progress through the draw. We all know his pedigree on a grass court. So again, yeah, Rarenich looks in, in good touch. Um, and yeah, in terms of the Brits as well, we have Kyle Edmund, who is still on court actually at the moment uh, against Munar. Um, won the first two sets. Six four six four, so should hopefully come come through that and uh, yeah. So again, good for good for Kyle, good for British tennis. You know, especially with the in the absence of Andy Murray, let's hope he can he can put a good run of uh, well run of matches together because yeah, we <laughs> British crowd want to get behind someone in in the singles and and Kyle Edmund, um, you know, along with I guess with, with Joe Conta will be carrying. You know, carrying her hopes, carrying the the interests of of British fans. So that really kind of covers it, I think, in terms of the biggest um, the biggest news points so far on day one at Wimbledon. Um, there's obviously been a lot going on elsewhere, and Kim has been in the queue. Uh, I'm not sure. I've I've been at Glastonbury, so I think Kim. I don't know if you got there last night or if it was an, an early start this morning. But um, yeah, she was able to give us a fan eye perspective from the Wimbledon queue. So let's have a little listen. Hi, Joel. Hi, everyone. This is Kim reporting from the Wimbledon queue. It's Monday evening. I've been here since 7.30am Sunday morning, so quite a long time. And um, feeling quite tired, but it's been a really cool experience. I really love the queue because it's such a great camaraderie and spirit amongst kind of tennis fans from all over the world. So everyone really comes together and there's this lovely sense of kind of expectation and gratitude when you, you know, finally get the, the ticket and the wristband for the court that you've been patiently waiting for for days on end. Um, when I got here, there was about, well, several hundred people in front of me that had been here since since Saturday um and we're now you know getting ever closer to uh to the elusive elusive lineup on tuesday that we've all been waiting for um i've got rafa on court one tomorrow and also joe contra and ash barty so very much looking forward to that i think that's a pretty ideal lineup actually because i'm a big fan of all those players so i'm really looking forward to that worth the wait (laughs) um but today yeah we've just been following all the live scores all the matches going on we, we actually just heard the cheer coming up I think it must have been from court two because Thomas Fabiano just defeated uh, Stefanos Tsitsipas in five sets which perhaps no one saw coming I mean is it uh, it's not a massive massive upset I think it's it's an upset with a lowercase u perhaps 
Um, I mean, Fabiano has in good form. He reached the semi-finals of Eastbourne. So I think uh, what is surprising is perhaps that Sitsipas, Zverev and Osaka all lost on the same day. But uh, yeah, it makes it all the more exciting. That's what we love about the sport. So I eagerly anticipate actually going in to see some tennis tomorrow. Um, but yeah, that's me for now. I'm going back to my tent to have some dinner and try and catch some sleep, which is uh, in short supply when you're in the Wimbledon queue. Uh, you often get woken up quite early in the morning. Um, but you know, that's that's all part of the experience. So uh, anyway, ta-ta for now. I'm sure Joel will be keeping you all up to date with today's action. Bye. Great stuff. It sounds like, Kim, you have brought the wind with you you stand you must be standing in that queue with a big gust of wind straight behind you but uh yeah kim will be on uh i think number one court tomorrow to see rafa nadal against sugita of japan pretty good lineup actually if we kind of look forward to the schedule for tomorrow on number one court as i said nadal against sugita but also you've got joe conta british interest against bogdan of of romania and then Ash Barty as well, newly crowned women's number one opening against Zheng of China. So not a bad lineup on number one court. And then on centre court, we have uh, Kerber, Federer and, and Serena Williams. So again, not, not too shabby lineup. I think the interesting thing there is that they've got two lady, they've, they've put two ladies singles matches and only one men's singles match. Uh, so again, I, li- I love, love seeing that. I think you can have the fan- fantastic matches with Kerber and Serena Williams as well, you know, against unknown opponents. But who knows? Maybe one of them or both of them will be out there to, to create a shock. Um, and then, yeah, Roger Federer against uh, Harris of, of South Africa. Again, let's have a let's see. Let's see what, what Harris can do. But, you know, fully expect kind of Federer to come through that. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of it from this kind of episode of the passing shot your catch up on day one of Wimbledon uh, I've hope you hope you've enjoyed it we're going to be aiming to do daily episodes of um, for Wimbledon across the next two weeks when possible um, me and Kim will also be in the grounds on ground passes at Wimbledon on Wednesday so if there are any listeners out there who are at Wimbledon on Wednesday want to you know want to meet up with us want to have a chat with us want to talk tennis we, we we'll be free um Yuri Vis- uh, Malik Yaziri my favorite player lost today so no doubt I'm gonna have a lot of a lot of free time because uh he, he didn't make it to round two I was kind of hoping he would but uh, uh so we me and Kim can uh can watch him on on, on Wednesday but sadly not the case but uh yeah any fans any fans there of of um, of the passing shot there on Wednesday, uh, let us know and and uh, we'll we'll be we'll be there and thereabouts. Uh, but for now, thanks for listening to this episode. Um, if you're going to Wimbledon, hope you enjoy yourself. Or if you're at home, hope you enjoy yourself watching it on telly because uh, I think we're going to absolutely have a cracking two weeks. The weather looks in good shape, and even if it doesn't, hey, we've got two roofs. So <laughs> I think we'll uh, leave on that note. But uh, thanks for listening and goodbye. Thanks. 
Thanks for taking the time to listen to our show. We're supported by every one of our fans in the Passing Shot community. If you want to become one of them and get the latest updates from your tennis catch-up service, then all you need to do is follow us on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook at Passing Shot Pod. And if you like what you hear, then why not tell your friends or leave us a rating and subscribe? Thanks for listening.